Welcome to the Trade Legends Podcast, Season 6, Episode 1. We've got Mr MJ Tiff in the house and a brand new guest. James from Ross by Decoration. Tell us all about yourself, James. Firstly, big thanks for coming on. Yeah, well, um, thank you for having me. Mark, Mark putting you on the spot. Yeah, so the, the sort of thing that we do with the Trade Legends is we get people on from different trades, different backgrounds, and we sort of like to quiz you. Interrogate you. Well, it is a bit of an interrogation tonight because it's just the t- I know, yeah, it's a new, new format, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So we thought we get we get you on. Obviously, we sort of look at people's social media and we look at the types of things that they do, they yep. achieve. Obviously, you came to sort of my attention because I was like, every year with the on the tool stuff, I always go, I wonder who won all the categories. So have a little look through, and that's how I sort of stumbled across your page and uh, thought you know what, actually, it's good to get people on who've had a bit of recognition in their industry. Yeah, of course. And to just sort of chat about how they got started. So I'm going to go over to you. Give us a little backstory. I appreciate the gentle introduction. That was a bit more of a... That was a, that was a kind way of doing it. Thank See. you. Oh, he's, he's, yeah, your mate, so. know, he's your mate first. now. He was setting you up <laughs> 10 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> um so, yeah, I mean, it's great to get any real re- recognition in this line of work. I mean, <clears throat> in the trade, you don't really tend to get much recognition. So um, for us to, we find we were shortlisted in 2022 um, for the On The Tools Decorator of the Year. Didn't quite make it. Got pipped to the post by, uh, oh, who was it now? Georgie Baker, who uh, does the work okay. for uh, Change Rooms and stuff like that. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> He's a great lad, to be fair. Um, but... 2023 came back, won it, uh, won Purdy Mentor of the Year last year as well. So mm. that's another nice achievement to have. Do they put put? Do they ask you to to go into the nominations for it, or do you have to put yourself up, or does someone put you up? So other people put you forward. Right, you okay. can you can nominate yourself, but it's a bit do that. A bit arrogant. Yeah, do you know yeah. what I mean? So I did it only that's, about 73 right. different times off different email addresses. <laughs> Podca- um, podcast of the year next year, yeah. of course. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, other people put us forward and had customers who did it. Obviously, once we'd already had that in 2022, it was nice to be put forward again for 2023. Yeah. And it was it was nice. Obviously, you know, the competition is, is what it is, but everyone who's there deserves to be there. Mm. You know, any sort of recognition is great. And everyone who was in my category, I would consider to be how, how now many, a friend. How, how many get shortlisted? Uh, each, each category. Well, I don't know how truthful this is, but I did hear that apparently the decorating one has got the most entries. So it had about 350, 360 mm. entries, something like right. that. Yeah. Um, and it was shortlisted to, I believe, five people this year or six people. Because yeah. so, even, even that, like on its own, obviously when you're up against five people, the one, the one thing that I will give on the tours, because we've won an award there as Unilite before, is the whole evening's done quite well. It's, yeah, so great. Get, yeah, it looked yeah. mega. It looked really great good. Evening. You know, because I've I met Dave from Nipex there. I right. met uh, Kev from Otabo. Yeah. So I've got to meet a load of different people. That it's it's great for networking. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. So great I think for from, that, people. from that side, it's a it's a real good event. Yeah, and it's a it's a great night out as well. I mean, who doesn't love a free dinner and loads of free beer? <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it did look brilliant. You know, what the way they put it together in that looks... Looks mega. It's a, yeah, it's a really good night, and it's a privilege to be there. It's, it's mm. you know, like I said, any sort of recognition is is something. Where I was mean, it at? Yeah. Villa Park, uh, Edge Baston, Edge Baston Cricket yeah. Ground. So, about the only time I'll ever go there. But yeah. it's darts so, we're doing next, isn't it? Is it? No, we're, to, we're talking about darts. <laughs> anyway, 
Never been into darts, but I fancy going to watch the darts. It yeah, looks I'd, great. I'd, I'd do it. I think my, my sister's done it. Looks just a laugh, doesn't it? She's done the darts. So who who sponsored the category as well? Because there's loads of like just to give people a bit of a backstory with the awards. Yeah, so you get you get shortlisted, but each category also has a, a so each, sponsor each, as well. Doesn't each it? category has its own sponsor. So our category being the paint and the decorating category had Armstead, which is a branch of Dulux. So that was sponsored by effectively by Dulux Trade. Yeah, um, and so. There is, there is a bit of a cash prize as well, so you do get a, a bit of money afterwards, which is obviously great, but just to have the recognition is, is something in itself. So. I, mean, I mean, stuff like that as well, because we... Who did we have on? Who's the guy from Scotland now? I'm going to really irritate myself and try and remember. Was it Kiel's... Kiel's Joinery? He was a Scot. Yeah. He with um, Jodie. He's got a girlfriend's Jodie. Yes. Was he... Did he win the screw Kiel, fix one, didn't he? Screw, oh, screw, screw fix one. Yeah. 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 yeah, or apprentice of the year. That's it, right? Yeah. Is it Kills Joinery? Yeah, it was. Yeah, Kills yeah. Joinery. And um, obviously, for him, he was saying when he won that, obviously, all of a sudden, you get a bit more recognition, and then you seem to just continue. Yeah, it, it will carry on growing. Yeah. The only thing I would say though is it's a bit of a pressure as well because mm. I feel like now people will probably be even more keen to kind of catch right, you out really? if you were, you know, because. You know, customers, you know, might see it as, you know, oh, he thinks he's the best out yeah, there, but yeah. it's not good enough for me. So well, I, I, <laughs> I see, I look at it from the other way is that it's a bit of kudos when you do go in. Obviously, not, not that you go in there, oh, I'm the painter of the year. Do you know what I mean? But it's. I mean, I only drop it into conversation like three or four times <laughs> as I'm Just when you're quoting yeah. the job. Yeah. But, I, but I, just, I just think also as well, if you're looking to potentially win some work and then somebody looks and goes, oh, he's. Painter of the year, yeah, it's yeah. that, yeah, of course. And if it's you and somebody else, yeah. if, if they look on the on the website and they see, you know, we've won quite a few regional awards. Mm. We obviously that's the first sort of national UK wide one that we've won. So it does give you that little bit of, mm. you know, like I think only only you because you critique your own work would sit there and think in your head, oh god, they're going to think his work wasn't, you know, yeah. But it's also like I want to perhaps that's the wrong way to put it, but. You know, you've just you've always got to make sure that you're improving as as best as you can. Yeah, don't you? yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, because I think that the, the, one of the good things about having you on is that I think a lot of people they think, oh, what's the point in these? But actually, if you were, you know, I don't know the full story for you, but if you talk us through what's happened since, is that you know you go and do this, you get the recognition, then maybe other brands start looking to do things with you, and then you get asked to come to things like this. Yeah, of course. Just, yeah, I mean. You've got to just consistently put yourself out there, haven't you? Mm. To some extent, and uh, especially if you're trying to like grow a brand or develop your business. If you're at the start of your career, then obviously try and put yourself out there as much as possible because that's the only way that you're going to grow and you're going to maximise your potential, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, do you, do you, like because we we talk about social media a lot on here, and I get some people go, "Oh, well, if you do, he's bang on about social media." But I wouldn't have found your page, yeah, without it. I might have seen it on the On The Tools winners, but I wouldn't have been able to look at your work or the types of things that you do or, you know, and, how, the types of jobs that you're doing. And you know what? That's why social media is great because... <clears throat> sorry, I've got a frog in my throat. Um, sorry, going back to what I was saying. That's why social media is so great, though, because in terms of uh, advertising, you can do a lot of advertising where you pay a lot of money and you don't see a lot of reward from it. Mm. Um, Instagram is obviously free and... People can look at your work, they can see what you're doing, see if it's the type of thing that lines up with what they might like to do. 
get an idea of like the ethos and whatever of well, your can business. Also see what you're like as well. And see what you're like yeah. and potentially, if you're, if, especially if you're including yourself in videos and stuff like that, they can see. Gives that a little personal that, touch as well, doesn't it? Is that someone it? that I'd like to see in my yeah. house? Or yeah. is this kind of, you, you might see someone kind of acting up a bit and they might think, you know what, that's not someone that I'd like to see. Uh, yeah, you've got to be, depends which way your social media wants to go, doesn't it? There are specific people or, and, and, and trades that go that route and do people look at that and go, you know, do I want that person in my house? You're right there. So, sorry, Brad, home improvements. <laughs> <laughs> and Get out of house, your house. But I, yeah, you are right. It is a, a massive online portfolio of representation. And there are trades that make it really, you know, top-notch. Like we, all we're doing is putting on what we do. We're putting no background to it. Yeah, and like I said, it's it's free. So there's it's, it's literally win-win. Um, if you've got the time to upload a few photos to your Instagram, a few videos, it doesn't take long to make a reel, you mm. know, like just so people get a bit of a bit of a vibe of what you're doing. We only sort of got into the social media stuff probably in the past couple of years, really. A lot of people have. Um, it's, it's, it's weird. I find that the people that have recently got into it, COVID, seem to have done a lot better than some of the people that have been around mm. for longer. Mm. Yeah. Because it's almost like I think that COVID part, when you did have a bit more time to dedicate, people were really on it. Yeah, and some it people took it to the next level. Some didn't people's they? growth was just on mm -hmm. that. It's yeah. absolutely phenomenal. But yeah, I've gone off off, <laughs> off piece there. Off, Nathan, <laughs> off Nathan's topics. What yeah. other topics you got, Nathan? Well, let's should we, let's start from from how you got into it. Then, well, yeah. let's let's take it right back. Yeah, I mean, I always say I I fell into decorating completely by by chance. I didn't, didn't try and do another trade first because we've had a few people. Do you know what? When I first left school, I thought I was going to be a plumber. I did. I, I, they do you know, all do. I, I, I went and did a bit of work experience. You've had a lucky escape. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I did a bit of work experience with uh, a local firm who I'll tell you later. They, you probably know them. Can oh. I say it on air? Yeah. 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 And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so basically, mm. the long and the short of it. Are we going to have somebody yeah. knocking at the door? Yeah. No. no. <laughs> Oh, I know you mean. Give them my address. So I, uh, I went and did about, um, I think about a month of unpaid, completely unpaid uh, work experience. And I had a friend who'd already gotten an apprenticeship there. And I thought by doing this, I'd get onto an apprenticeship. And uh, they turned around and said, after the sort of, I think it was a month, six weeks of turning up every day, five days a week, completely unpaid. Was uh, this straight from school? This is straight from right, school, okay. 16 years old. And uh, they said, oh, well, basically... That the apprenticeship program's kind of full for this year, but if you can stick around, we'll get you on the the program for next year. And I'm mm. thinking, don't want to do a year of unpaid work experience. Especially, like, especially, oh, they still wanted you to yeah, go. And I was like, especially mm, at sixteen. Nah, I yeah. don't think so. So I, uh, I, yeah, I just Walked. basically told them where to go, and then I started uh, picked up a brush and started painting. Ladies and gents, just a quick one to say a huge thank you to our new headline sponsor, CT1. The best sealants on the market, voted for by the British public. Not only that, it's made in Britain as well. So go and support a product and a brand that is made in the UK. But I just want to say to you, they've got a brand new product out, which is the BT1. It's a combination sealant and adhesive like the popular CT1 but it's perfect for keeping a hygienic environment. And it's designed to completely stop the growth of bacteria, microbes, and fungus. And not only that, this stuff is strong. Now it's gonna be available at Travis Perkins, Wicks, Juicens, and pretty much everywhere else. So there's no excuse not to go and give it a go. So we're really happy to be partnering with CT1. Do you know what though? I always had this like really, 
this idea, this preconceived idea of how glamorous plum and heating was until one job where we went to this old boy's house and he blocked his toilet and there instead of That's sort it. of doing something about it he'd continue to use it oh, for quite some time yeah and, and the job was for us and me as the apprentice to basically carry this toilet out onto the lawn and empty yeah. the contents of it oh, onto the lawn yeah. and it was kind of at that point where i thought it's not actually as glamorous every, as what every I thought. Every bit of that it, is it's, horrific. It's this point because where he knew he <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> but it's every bit of that. It's getting the toilet oh. uncoupled with all that shit and crap around mm. it, then picking it up, carrying it down with it in. Oh. So every bit of it. It wasn't the most glamorous of days. And that is why do what we do. I know. I was waiting for you to go, Andy Cam, that is why. I, I love, love plumbing. plumbing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that is not why anyone no, loves plumbing. It, it, it's very... Have um, you had one of those? Yeah, we did a job. Is that like an initiation, is it? I think everyone's job? done it's this. Like the hazing thing. Yeah, yeah, everyone's sort of been... Or even, like, if you're an apprentice, you'll get... Someone will get the phone call, we've got a really shitty bunged up bog, get the apprentice in. It's like, oh. a, it's like a rite of passage. I did it, um, there was a house and it was a council house. So you were going to talk, I, I did it with my own time. <laughs> <laughs> Flushes away, away mind us. <laughs> we went to this house and uh, it was a council house and I think the guy died in it or something, or whatever. We had to clean the house out. So we've gone in, we've gone upstairs to where the toilet is. Yep, fine. The guy's called me, oh, I'm doing my apprenticeship with. He go, Mark, come downstairs and have a look. <laughs> so we've gone into the garden. So the, the bathroom's here, the soil pipe's on the outside of the house. The soil pipes bust off halfway down. So where the toilet was, the pipes coming through the wall must have been bust for six months. So whenever the guy's in there doing what he does in there, having his shit, out. flushing it, it's just <laughs> shooting straight out the back. There's a pile, a, literally a pile of shit in his garden where he's just been flushing it. What did you have to do with that? Well, we stripped everything out, got did fumigators in. you have to bring sucker turd and get him to go and... <laughs> <laughs> rod, got him out. But yeah, the, the grounds people sorted that out because we went, look, you know, <laughs> once he leaves that toilet, mate, that's your problem. But yeah, it was literally just firing straight out the back At of the house. At least it wasn't Neighbours Conservatory. So no, that's, that's something, yeah, it was just a big pile in his garden. you got another story. He's no, only trying no. to turn Neighbours <laughs> Conservatory. <laughs> So that put you off. Uh, that put you off plumbing then. That, well, it didn't put me off. I think that the fact that I was sort of strung along a little bit yeah. and uh, not offered an apprenticeship at the end of uh, what I deemed to be, you've, you know, a good a good period. Judging by those free. stories, you've had a lucky escape. Do you know what? Yeah. I feel like maybe I have. To yeah, be fair. Looking at the the terror in your eyes, reliving that story. But they're like the coming of age. You, you get them a few times. I've not not been to a really How big really was this bad. pile of. Excrement. Was it, Honestly, was, it, was it like the Jurassic Park, yes. you know, with the stegosaurus? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Probably two foot high, <laughs> just a mountain, because it's going to hit the same spot every time. Just built up like that. Perfectly, you know, as it hits the top, it goes down. It It's as bad, it was as bad as what you think in your mind it's going to look like. That's how it was. Picture it. Yeah. And it that, was ten times worse. It was that, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you've... you've, you've had a lucky escape from plumbing. I did have a lucky escape from plumbing. You then yeah, picked I, up think a, I think I did. You yeah. then picked up a brush. Yeah, the old lady wanted you out of the house, so you had to go and get a brush. Exactly. So I kind of just fell into decorating. I got a job. Uh, did the first half of my apprenticeship with one company. Then we had the recession in 2008, was it, I think? Yeah. Yeah. So that company went bust. Did the second half of my apprenticeship with a different company. And stayed on with them for quite some time. Then branched out by myself. Started my own business 12 years ago. And the rest is history, really. How did you pick you your work up to start with? Well, was there like a transition from? Because it's very different to now. Is 
obviously, you know, you've got Facebook groups, you've yeah. got local yeah, yeah. groups, you've got, you know, the, I think the, the, the internet's been a blessing for, yeah. for yeah, trades. Yeah, definitely, especially if you're trying to start a business, you're trying to grow your, your presence or whatever you, you want to call it. Sorry. Sorry. Which which is your best tool then for finding business? I'd say word of mouth and also vans. That's a, that's one thing that obviously we got five vans and my truck and if you're, if you're always out and, and you're always yeah. out and about and all around town and people always say to me, oh, I see your vans everywhere yeah. and that's a I, people turn their nose up sometimes at having sign written vans. Yeah. I'm a massive advocate of having them. Especially the older boys, they're like, oh, I would never have someone's mm. name on the side of my van, blah, blah, blah. But you know what? It's such a valuable tool because you pay for it to be done once mm. and then every time you're parking it up in the town centre, sub- someone can see yeah, it. Yeah, it's subliminal. I mean, the only, the only downside to it is the, the situation with tool theft. But in terms of branding, it's, it's yeah. a mobile billboard yeah. for you. I, I just think vans now get targeted even if they're not sign written. Do I, don't, I don't think it matters. And in no. fact, I think in a way, as horrible as it sounds, I think a lot of trades are more likely to get targeted because of what they do. So particularly kitchen fitters and carpenters, I think are always going to be targeted because they know they've got thousands of pounds worth of tools. Whereas, yeah. I mean, decorators do get targeted. I've had my tools stolen before, but I think a lot of people probably think like, what's he got in the back of that? Like a few paintbrushes. Like there's nothing mm. going to be... Do you understand what I'm yeah. saying? So, unfortunately, I reckon a lot of people would break into an unsigned written van because they don't know what's inside it. So it's like there yeah, might be something of like good value. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, I've always been a massive advocate of having silent vans because, like you say, it's, it's free advertising. And if you're working within your local area, people consistently see that van that company been around for years and years and years. It's when they keep seeing it in McDonald's, though. <laughs> That's the problem, man. So, I got Ad out last night. I was on the um, I was on the construction. Oh, what have they branded it? Construction. So you always get somebody tag you in online. Always. So what, was the pod- what was the podcast I was on last night? Con- what they call it? Construction. Uh, it used to be Trust Buddies. Yeah. Right? I don't know what it's gone completely out of Construction Collective. Construction Collective. Come on, you're Live. on it. I was on it. Mark, come 12 on. hours ago. Um, because... The truss buddies, it was like synonymous with carpentry, roofs, trusses, uh, that. so they wanted to make it more trade-based, mm. you know, um, so that they, they've changed it there. But we was on about this last night. Um, well, I've, well, I forgot where I was at. Oh, yeah, someone come on there, stitched me up being in McDonald's again. I don't know where this vicious rumour started from. So and, yeah, so and, I'm really uh, about, oh, yeah, massive advocate. You started thinking yeah. about McDonald's. Gonna, you started it. <laughs> you chucked in a. It's not when you see them in McDonald's. Cheers, fuck's sake. So what? <laughs> what other questions did you have, Nathan? What other topics did you want us to? Nathan says, "What is the hardest part of the job <laughs> for you?" <laughs> they are so cheesy, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. He writes it as well, if don't, he's. Don't read them like that. Read them like a. Say it like in a. So what? What do you think Jazz is the hardest? Bit, what, Mark. Come on. So James, what do you think is the hardest part of, of <laughs> the job? I'm just. I don't know, Mark. It's interesting that you said that. I've got. I've got a way of doing that. So you told us just how bad it was on certain things with plumbing. What is the hardest bit then of your job? For painting and decorating, what what do you find personally difficult about the job? Is it like the paperwork side? Is it dealing with customers? What's the what's the I, hardest? Do you know what? I'm quite a personable person. I quite like meeting people, talking to people, stuff like that. But I think a lot of tradespeople, I think, would agree that the admin side of stuff is is quite difficult. And I've actually enlisted someone to do that for me now. So mm. I don't do that myself. 
And I think that's, that's a massive improvement for me because it's one thing that I struggle with. And getting home, especially if you've got to go home and then sort of get your laptop out or something like that, I did find that quite hard. And it can be quite demanding, especially if you've got a family. You've got to motivate yourself. You've got to motivate yourself. It's like you do your day's work, then you might go and quote, quote jobs, and then you're going to go home and type that up or whatever yeah. it is. It reminds it? me a bit of being a teacher. You've got to go, go to work all day, deal with a load of headache, yeah. then come home yeah. and do some more work on top of that. Yeah, so... For me, I think that's probably the hardest thing that I found. And I think a lot of people probably the same, to be fair. I'd, I'd say all all tradies on here hate yeah. paperwork. Everything. Yeah. I haven't found anybody that says they love it. No, I, I'm not keen on it We anybody that says they enjoy it. There's always one outlier, isn't there? <laughs> yeah. Go on. You said about like, the tools that you found before. Yeah. I actually have no idea what kind of tools you use to prepare and decorate. I really... Like, is there anything that's really expensive? That you yeah, 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 of course. So when my van got broken into, it probably cost me about four and a half grand in the end because I lost about three grand's worth of tools. Then my van sat in a workshop for about six weeks, so I couldn't use that. Um, then obviously I had to get like a, you know, like a higher car kind of, but you know, a van version. And uh, obviously didn't have any tools. So the knock-on effect was probably about four and a half grand, but... What actually got stolen? I've dustless sanding equipment. I mean, you've got an extractor. You know, you've, like the carpenters have like a festal dustless extractor. Then we've got every attachment to that as a different sander, which probably costs five, six hundred quid. Then you've got like sprayers. One thing I did see because we went to the paint and decorating show, didn't we? Was the uh, the murker. Yeah, so that's what we have, murker. Yeah, so we've got a murker extractor, and then we've got probably four or five different big monies. Yeah, attachments to it, sprayers like my. I've got probably four or five different sprayers for different jobs. The biggest one I've got is about three and a half grand just for that one sprayer. We'll edit this bit out in case anyone targets his van. It's not in my van. <laughs> don't worry, it's not in my van. I don't leave it in my van. But the, spray, the sprayer side of it's come on massively in the last oh, yeah. few years, not a few years, five, six, seven years. Yeah, massively. I mean, obviously, especially with site work, you could, you could take that and spray probably four or five houses in a day, yeah. you know, for a miscoat kind of yeah. thing. So then that's then probably paid back for itself. So it does pay for itself. Yeah. Um, but the misconception that decorators just have like a, a brush and a dust sheet in the van. That's what he was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you I just was have gutted. a laptop and a mouse, don't yeah. you? Literally, that's all you have, a laptop and a mouse. Yeah. Yeah, so it wasn't just a pack of Wilco brushes and a dust sheet. They, got <laughs> next, you know what I mean? <laughs> they were on the dashboard. <laughs> <laughs> Are you wasting time? I think that some of you probably are, and I have a solution for you. Nobody wants to do any type of admin. Now, I have a solution for you, and it is called Tradeify. It's a fully automated job scheduling, invoicing, and quoting all in one place. Now, that software is going to save you 12 hours a week, and all by using a simple software solution. Now, you can try it for two weeks, absolutely free, no cards needed, and you'll even get support in person from Tradeify themselves. Now, when you're done, you can always come back to me and thank me, but just enjoy the extra 12 hours that you're going to gain from just using the software. So we do have a lot of expensive tools, and obviously, all jokes aside, tool theft is such a massive problem. And we were talking about this before we came on air. It's yeah. um, until the police really crack down on it. I, don't, I can't see I, it really I changing. Honestly, I honestly think, though, that all manufacturers now should be putting at least serial numbers on there. And know that, you know, like Milwaukee now have got that one key where you can, you know, log all your tools yeah, and yeah. where they were last seen and stuff yeah. like that. But especially now you've got stuff like the Apple AirTags, is there should be some way Something of like an equivalent. Yeah. integrating it into, into products. But then there's a database somewhere with you, you upload your tools. And then as soon as one gets nicked, 
you can go on there and Cancel highlight it, that it's yeah. that it's that it's yeah. nicked. Obviously, you can you can lock it out or brick it. But also, if somebody else finds a tool at a I don't know a market, they can put the serial in. And you, and you get mm. notified saying this is where it's been seen. The thing is, there's always that demand for cheap tools, isn't there? Mm. It's always that like car boot it's sales. Car boot like sales, moody little markets, or you know, some crackhead pulling up outside the pub with a boot full of fucking do old stuff or Milwaukee stuff. People will always buy it. When that that's that's you, the shame. Take really, that, yeah. They take that away from it, and and you sort of stopping the problem. But. Do you know what, though? I think as well, the vehicle manufacturers need to start doing a lot more about it because it's not like they're not aware that it's a problem. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it wasn't until my van got broken into that I realised how fucking easy it must yeah. be to but do. No, but look at Range Rover. You can't even yeah, get yeah. insured now in London. Mm. Or if you can. It's, it's 50 grand excess, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. See, I saw this on Dave's story the other mm. day. So, yeah, this. so yeah. I spoke to yeah. Dave about that. And I've, I've spoke to him this morning, actually. So he's got Range Rover Sport. now we've talked about. <laughs> yeah, again. So he's got Range Rover Sport. He's, I think he was paying something like... Dave Bishop? Yeah. He's got... Oh, he's the unluckiest guy ever. Yeah, honestly. So he's got Range Rover Sport and his insurance last year, for example, was 800 quid. He just had a premium come through for three grand to insure his Range Rover. You can't get him insured in London. No, I think every, every, every day in like Kensington and Chelsea, something like 30 Range Rover yeah. Sports were getting stolen. So he's managed now, I spoke to him this morning, he's managed to um, go through a certain company where he's got it for... About nine, eight, nine hundred quid. Mm. But because I, I rung him up and said to him, the problem now is the arse has fallen out the market. Your twenty grand Range Rover now is worth about ten, grand. You won't be able to sell them. Yeah, because well, no, no one will want them. He said he tried. Did, was it we buy any cars? Yeah, they offered him nine grand. Nine, and yeah, he paid nine. twenty for it last. So it's just yeah. depreciation is. Yeah, because no one will insure them, so you've got to get rid of them. Mm. Everyone's yeah. getting rid of them, so no one wants to buy them. But it's everything, isn't it? If they're not getting nicked, you see the videos in London now, don't you? Of, the boys on scooters pulling up to people, ripping watches off their arms mm. in the middle of the day. Where Where is it going to start? It's just lawless, lawless England, isn't it? It is. And again, in, unless it gets cracked down on, there's nothing's going to change because to the to the thieves, it's it's low risk, isn't it? Because mm. it's high reward and low risk. Yeah. You're not you're going to get a slap on the wrist at best. Yeah. So until they, cr- they clamp down it. on it, exactly. You just like, get you just get a police reference in a minute. Yeah. Should we go to the final thought then? Yeah, a bit of uh, advice for people either coming into it or... You can either you plug, wanna... plug yourself shamelessly. No, or... do you know what? I will give some advice for sort of the younger generation coming in, which is if you if you join in the trade now, try not to get too despondent too quickly. It is hard. There's a lot to learn. And chances are people are going to take the piss out of you, rip you up a little bit. That is natural. But if you stick with it, we're in the middle of like a, sh- a skill shortage at the minute. So as an employer who benefits from CITB funding I've been asked to be part of a certain training board and stuff like that um, a program to address the fact that we have like a national skill shortage at the minute and an interesting fact particularly within my trade is that something like 60% of decorators now are over 50 so if you're a young lad that's coming into it forget all your mates that are doing the crypto they think they're <laughs> going to be millionaires driving Teslas and stuff like that. <laughs> Pick up a brush, mate. Pick up a brush because, yeah. you know, in, in sort of 10, 20 years, you know, you might be the only guy in town who's a decorator. I mean, the only the only thing I see on the horizon, a bit of a black cloud for apprentices now, is because I still believe we're going to go into a recession, is that it will become harder for people, even harder than what it is now, to actually pick up an apprenticeship. And it's hard for the employer. It's actually, it's a, it's a bit of a weird one because it's hard for them to get a placement, but it's also getting harder and harder for people to find apprentices. So 
this is what at the minute needs addressing. Yeah. Do you say the CITB you, you run with them a scheme? Yeah. So basically, we I'm now on to my third apprentice now. Right. Okay. So we've we obviously get the funding through CITB. So yeah. we, we pay a levy and we get the the funding essentially from them. Um, I've been asked to take part in a program to to kind of address what's going on because it is hard. It is really difficult so and there's a lot of pitfalls. So we put that TikTok out, didn't we? which is like it's done over half a million views on it where nobody could agree on apprentices because obviously when Pete was on, Pete was saying, look, I felt like because I had a good apprenticeship that when I actually qualified that I owed the guy that put me through because yeah. he's slowing down the job, he did yeah. all this stuff. So you're me. sort of paying him back. So you're paying him back. But the comments went off because people are like, you don't owe anybody anything. Yeah. They get money from the government. And obviously you're the first mm. person on that's sort of said, Oh yeah, we we are part of this scheme. So sort of, does it does it? Cover it doesn't pay no. And this is this is basically where we're at at the minute. Like mm. I put this into perspective now. The college that our guys go to, Solly Hole College, because they've stopped doing it in Leamington now, uh, is in complete disarray at the minute. They've had people quit. The teachers have, you know, they've had various different people. They've got someone who's actually a bricklayer now teaching the decorating course, and you know, and so. What's happened is they these guys were supposed to finish in June. Now, bearing in mind that every day that they're at college, they're on a full day's pay that I'm paying. Mm. They were supposed to finish in June, and because of everything that's happened, we're in, you know halfway through January, and they're still having to go one day a week, and I'm paying for that day. So, mm. you've got to bear in mind as well that the employer they're investing their time, especially like you said. Then when they start, there's not much that they can do apart from push a broom around or hoover or something like that and a lot of the time actually like you said you're slowing yourself down to try and teach them so if i'm going and i'm doing this and this and this but then i've got him what's he doing oh mate don't do that yeah. you need to go over there and do that and it's like because the, the, the flip the flip side to that when we were looking in the comments was people saying oh yeah but you know you're paying and peanuts you're getting free free work you, but you're not it, though you're but not in, but in essence you're not because you're paying you're not you're paying for somebody to just You're you to, 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 to teach someone. Yeah. So obviously, I've got a, a new lad start with me in September. He's fresh out of school. He's sixteen, and for the first however many six months or something, you can't charge for what they're doing because what what you're going to do? Add another fifty quid a day or whatever for someone to to carry a few dust sheets and you know push. A, and it's all just until they've got that teaching, mm. they don't they can't really do anything. So because mm. I think there's this big misconception that people like you that are employing apprentices get some magical money tree no 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 and government. do you know what the, the 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 money that they get we get from the government is not even a scratch on what it costs to put an apprentice through mm. so they well, especially if you've got to kit them out with tools exactly to, you know and it, obviously it, this has just gone up as well the sort of minimum wage or whatever i've always paid the lads that have worked for me slightly above because yeah. they're not idiots they've got mates who are working at mcdonald's they're probably getting like nearly 10 pound an hour so yeah. you can't expect someone to turn up and be like yeah. i'll pay you three pound yeah, an hour yeah. and i expect you to work you know nine hours well, a day more, or whatever tax, do you understand more, what i mean more so NI, yeah. no no 16 year old is going to turn up and do a, a full day's graph for like 20 quid are they do no. you know what i mean it's just not realistic so my i've always paid them slightly above this year it's actually gone up again but the funding that we get from the government is all done based on them being paid that three pound or whatever it is an hour. So when you're paying them a realistic wage, it doesn't, it's not going anywhere really. It's, mm. it's helpful when it comes, yeah. but it's not regular money that's just yeah. dropping into your hand. And yeah. actually it's staged. So you get some at the start, you get a little bit on the way through and then the big payment comes when they actually pass. 
So you're investing in them, hoping that they pass. If they don't pass, pass, pass. Yeah, yeah. I don't, what, yeah. what, what are you going to get from what about some, the other some two? People, some people might get halfway through and go, this is... Yeah, yeah exactly. So you've wasted two years yeah. or whatever teaching someone who's then exactly. gone, like, do you know what? Well, what about the other two? Like, you say you've got three at your new yeah. one. So what about the other two? Are they still with you? So the other two, yeah, they're, they're still with me. But they've, like I said, they were supposed to finish in June and they're still they're still going now. They're still the, the Sunny Old College on Blossomfield Road, is that one? It might be. I Next to you know, Alderbrook. Yeah. Alderbrook, Alderbrook That's school. the one, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, so they're still going to college now, even though they were supposed to have finished in, in uh, June or whatever. And they're obviously they're like third year. I class them as like qualified decorators right. now, so they're not on ten pound a day. Do yeah. you know what I mean? They're yeah. on a realistic wage, and every day that they're at college, I'm having to pay, which I do. Uh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? But then yeah. the idea that it's kind of like I'm just creaming it. I'm, and, I and can't when, wait for them to finish. Yeah. When, they're, <laughs> when they're finished, do they? Do you know if they're going to stay with you? I'd love it if they did. Do you know what I mean? Did they, you haven't had that but this I've, conversation I've, I've, with it. Well, I've had the conversation. If I'm completely honest, I've had the conversation. I I'd hope they will, but this, this obviously is, there's this, always yeah. going to be an element of doubt yeah. because mm. I mean I've I've looked after them. Don't get me wrong, and I've I've, you know, I've bought them a van each. They've got you know right. they've got a set up of tools. They've had you know one of them went to Thailand for like six weeks last year. I've let them, you know, I've let them yeah. live their life while this, they're young. This you know was another I mean? thing in the comments. Well, pay them what they deserve and they won't leave. Yeah, well, they're, they're, I am. Yeah, but, but then at the same they time... they want to go and set up their own. But this is what I mean. Then. So, like, yeah, it's all very well. I'd love it if they... Like, honestly, I'd love it if they stayed. But realistically, you can't you can't force someone who's 20, 21 years old. I need a piece. You can't <laughs> tie them down, can you? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and and you'd like to think their, their loyalty... There's no ex, no, no, you know, they're not definitely not going to, or they definitely aren't tied into it, but you'd like to think they're going to give back that little bit. Yeah, I'd love, and you know, don't get me wrong, they're good lads. They have, they've put the work in to get to where they are. But mm. again, you know, the situation is what it is. I can't, I can't chain them to yeah. my van and make sure yeah. that they don't leave. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So. Would you, would you be gutted if they did go? Or would you wish them well? I mean, part go? of me would, yeah, if I'm honest. There's part of yeah. me that would be, would be good because I feel like I've invested, know, invested in a lot in them. Yeah, you However, you know, I'm, I'm a realist and I know that they're 20 years old. They're probably going to want to go and do a bit of traveling or yeah. whatever it might be. Yeah. It's, it's a divisive it's good. subject. Yeah, it? It's, it's, it's a probably quite subject. interesting to listen to the pros and cons of, of that, each of that's them. That's what I thought. As soon as you mentioned yeah. the apprentices, then I was like, right, okay, just dispel the myth that it's some sort of like... It's, it's not. And obviously, like, there'll be a lot of people like myself who've invested... And like you said, sometimes people may decide halfway through they don't want to do it. Mm. And so you've kind of lost that, wasted yeah. that time, haven't you? Yeah. And if you think about what you are just saying about there's apprentices who are crying out for an apprenticeship and they can't get on it, then that's also not only wasted your time, no, but it means that somebody else, else yeah. you've taken their opportunity, haven't yeah. you? So, I don't that's know. Your, yeah, that's your advice then. A good advice. Yeah. Very good. Well, Definitely. Thank you, very, thank you very much for coming on, mate. Well, it's a pleasure. Yeah. Thank you for having yeah, me. Yeah, awesome. Not a problem. Thanks, mate. Cheers, buddy. Enjoyed that. Nice one.